Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done both for and through his servant Lester. Lester William Gutnecht was given life by his creator and was born on July 12, 1930 in Fairhaven, Minnesota to Herman and Martha. On July 27, 1930, he received the gift of holy baptism and became a child of God. On April 18, 1943, he publicly confessed his faith, was confirmed, and began to receive the precious gift of the Lord's life-giving body and blood. Les grew up on the family farm near Fairhaven and attended elementary school in Fairhaven. He graduated from Kimball High School in 1948. In 1952, Les was drafted into the United States Army. He honorably served his country during the Korean War. Upon his discharge, Les returned to the farm. On July 28, 1956, Lester was united in holy marriage to Viola May Cantola at the Finnish Apostolic Lutheran Church in Kokedo. In 1958, Les graduated from St. Cloud State University. He and Vi made their home in Crystal, where they raised their three children. In 1988, they moved back to Fairhaven. For 30 years, Les worked for the USDA as a procurement analyst, retiring at the age of 56. Upon moving back to the area, Les served as an elder, usher, voter secretary, assistant financial secretary, as well as a longtime cemetery committee member for Concordia Lutheran Church. He was also a member of the Disabled American Veterans and the National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association. He enjoyed fishing, gardening, woodworking, and playing cards. He is survived by his children, Diane, Leslie, and Larry, eight grandchildren, Laura, Carissa, Jana, Hannah, Jamie, Andy, Joe, and Sarah, 19 great-grandchildren, sister Rosie, sister-in-law Carol, and nieces, nephews, other family members, and friends. He was preceded in death by his parents, his wife Vi, and his brothers Elmer, Victor, Marvin, and Irvin. Finally, on June 7, 2023, God blessed Lester with a holy death and took him home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. We give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for our brother Lester. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is really only one text that could be the sermon text for Lester's funeral, and it's this from Matthew chapter 25. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, if you have listen to me teach before, if you've been in my Bible studies, you know that I have maybe an out-of-proportion fascination with where words come from. I think some of you, I hope many of you know where Gutnecht comes from. It's a German word that means good servant. 
good servant, well done, good and faithful servant. It's the only sermon text (laughs) that we could have for Lester. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, the thing is that you all must know today that the measure of a man's life is not in his earthly accomplishments. It is not the measures that the world loves, success or money or strength or health or longevity. None of those things are the measure of a man's life. Those are things that are exalted by the world, prized by the world, idolized, in fact, by the world. But you know, you know how they fade away. Jesus talks about those kinds of things. How they are treasures that moth and rust can destroy and that thieves can break in and steal and that time, time can take away from you. Those things that are exalted in this world, they are, in fact, an abomination in God's sight. That's not, that's not how we measure the life of a man in those external, material, worldly things. Instead, the measure of a man's life is according to God's standards. And the commendation that matters is not the commendation of the world, not what people say about you, although if you ask anyone, what is the first thing that you will hear about Lester? He was such a nice guy. A wonderful thing to say about Lester. And yet, the acclaim of friends and family and neighbors, that's not what counts. What counts is what God has to say about Lester. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what God has to say about Lester. It is not often heard along the way. This is one of the things about God's commendation. At times it can be distant and faint. Times you only hear it when you look closely in God's word, when you listen attentively to what God says to you in his promises. At times the world speaks louder times the sufferings and struggles of this life speak louder, or they seem to at least, and that commendation from God is not often heard. Because once again, the things that God prizes are not things that the world holds dear. They are, in fact, the very ordinary, the very plain and simple, the very common things that the world looks down on. It counts as too small. Too little to be worth anything in the long run. Things like simply putting food on the table for your family. Working with integrity. A faithful marriage of 65 years. Suffering patiently. That's the second thing I think that ought to be said about Lester by anyone who knew him. He was, in fact, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, the most patient man I have ever met. Suffering patiently. Taking your kids to church. Trusting in God. Saying your prayers. These things that are looked down on by the world. Those are the things that are precious in God's sight. I have to tell you, I've told several of you this already, but I have to share with this group. In the last couple of months when I, when I saw Lester, of course you know that his decline was precipitous. And that he had a hard time remembering lots of things. And yet we'd sit down and I'd pray with him. We'd sing, what a friend I have in Jesus, and we'd read from the scriptures, and we'd say the Lord's Prayer, and I'd pray for him specifically. And then one day, a couple months ago, out of the blue, out of the blue, Lester took up the pause after my prayer for him, and he said a prayer for me. 
He prayed for this church. It was a stunning thing, a marvelous thing, something for which I will be eternally grateful, something which is looked down on by the world. What, what use is that? And yet, that is the kind of work that Lester was busy with his whole life long, wearing out his Bible, reading portals of prayer every day, serving the church, replacing the Sunday school flag in the cemetery. These things, these things out of love for the neighbors and the family that God had given to him, these things out of faith in his Savior. After all, it was not because he felt like he ought to or he had to or because someone was twisting his arm, but it was because God had given him a new heart. God had redeemed him from death and from the grave and from sin, and so Lester loved. And that was commendable in the sight of God. That commendation is not often heard along the way, but it is heard at the end. Listen to the praise and the glory that comes to one who dies in the faith. They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, St. John writes, In Revelation chapter 7, and he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. God has promised to Lester a crown that will not fade away. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, you may ask, and the world should ask, what exactly was entrusted to Lester? What was it that he was faithful about? Those five talents that that fellow got in the parable, what was that? What did Lester take care of? This is where we can focus our attention so wonderfully on the gracious work of God, the merciful work of God towards Lester. In the very first place, it was this. This is what God entrusted to him, the forgiveness of sins. Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. That was Lester because the Lord gave his life for him. Because our Heavenly Father sent his son to die for him. That treasure was given to Lester and he held it dear by faith. That gospel, that good news that saves the world, that was handed over to Lester already 92 years ago when he was baptized, that is what was entrusted to Lester, the precious body and blood of his Savior. For the forgiveness of his sins, that is what he held dear. And then along with that, all of the gifts of the Spirit, to love the way that he had been loved, to forgive as he had been forgiven, to show mercy and kindness, to be a gentleman to care for everyone around him, that is what was entrusted to Lester. Here's how it goes on after that that parable about the good servant with the talents who has been commended by his master. It says, everyone who has been given much will receive more. That, that is what awaits Lester. He had been given so much his whole life long, starting with all of those gifts of the Spirit and also in all of you, in his family and his friends and the way God cared for him for so long, all of that was an abundance given to him, overflowing with mercy. And how much more is there yet that God will give to him still? This is in spite of our great joy. 
This is a painful occasion. It always is. What is it that makes it so painful? I think it's this. It's that although we know in our hearts and we know by faith what the true measure of a man is, and we know that Lester has received the commendation from on high, from his heavenly Father, we cannot help in this life measuring with our eyes, with what we can see. And it is that you saw Lester's decline, a painful thing. You saw his frustration with things not working the way they used to, with his memory failing. You see with your eyes in absence a hole in your lives right now. And that is what makes it painful. But you should rest assured today that your eyes deceive you. That what you see, a body that will be soon laid into the grave, that is not the measure of a man. That is not all there is for Lester. But there is hope beyond hope and joy beyond joy that he is already receiving right now before the throne of his heavenly father. Viola, or I was told I should call her Vi. It was a, I only ever knew her as Viola. Vi had a Bible passage memorized that she would recite with me whenever I would start saying it. Psalm 121, we heard it for our Old Testament lesson. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? Vi knew it by heart. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Here's the thing about having a God who never slumbers nor sleeps, a God who loves the way our God loves. It is that while you watched Lester decline and while you mourn his loss, so also did your heavenly Father see. While you slept, while you slept and Lester declined, the Lord did not. But he watched and kept. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade by your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the noon by night. The Lord kept him from all evil for 92 years. 92 years of keeping Lester. A God who does not let anyone out of his sight. But keeps his servants and his children close. If he had done that for 92 years long, he will certainly continue to do that now. Have you not known, here's how Isaiah puts it, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. Even when we do, our Lord does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord... That's Lester, and that's you. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That same Lord who kept and watched and guarded Lester and keeps him now, that same Lord remains present with you today. Do not forget it. He remains present with you today to strengthen and encourage you in the same way that he did for Lester to give you blessings and an eternal hope, to lead you on the path to eternal life, to keep you steadfast until the end. That's his promise, that he will keep you steadfast until the end, to make you fearless in the valley of the shadow of death and to give you confidence that your tears will be wiped away and they will be forgotten for joy. Praise God today. Praise God even in the midst of tears. Praise God that Lester has heard such joyous words. Well done, 
good and faithful servant. Praise God that he has now entered into the joy of his master. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.